Here's a question for you. If you're a practicing Catholic, how do you prepare for confession? Do you have a tried-and-true examination of conscience that you use most every time? Or do you usually start assembling your list of sins as you're waiting in line? Well, whatever the case, if you're like me, you feel like there's still room for improvement. Today on the program, we hope to offer some tips and strategies to make each confession better than the last, more thorough and comprehensive, and therefore more liberating as you receive the graces of absolution. Here to help us along in our discussion, our friend, Father Michael Hurley. Father Michael's a Dominican priest from Pacifica, California, currently serving as the pastor of St. Dominic Parish in the Archdiocese of San Francisco. Father Michael, good to have you back on the program. I have this little uh, acronym that I use for examination of conscience and just kind of Great. kind of a how a how to so I call it the quest method Q U E S T <laughs> and it's like right. okay especially I think in the evening's the best time to do this uh, the first thing is Q is to quiet ourselves down so in other words if we want to examine our conscience we can't you know <laughs> it can't be like as we're washing the dishes or I mean we can always pray there's that in our daily work and things but if we're really going to examine ourselves we have to just find, and this, this I know is not easy depending on uh, your state in life, but finding time and a place where you can just be quiet. <laughs> I, uh, I remember the first time I, um, I read the Ponce's, uh, Pascal, the late Pascal is a philosopher, a kind of quasi-theologian, wrote the, uh, the very famous wager on arguing to God's existence based on a gaming bet. It's a better bet to believe in God, but, but he has this collection of sayings called the Ponce's, and, and, and one of them is he says, all humanity's problems, all of human ills stem from our inability to sit quietly in a room alone. <laughs> Wow. And I thought, wow, <laughs> and our, our inability to just quiet ourselves just on a daily basis is where, you know, all of the ways we go wrong are magnified because our ability, to, if we would just reflect, we would be so far further in terms of our uh, seeking the good and, and loving in, in right ways. So, so finding that quiet, that's sometimes just even, sometimes even the most difficult part of it. And, but, so in other words, you can't expect you do this well unless you set the context for it. So that's the first, that's the cue, finding that quiet time, that quiet space, and doing it every day. The second is a cue, uh, you, and that is to unburden yourself. And this is, I, I really, I think it's interesting often when I talk about prayer to folks, I think there's a presumption that when we're praying, it's all these like positive things like pious thoughts or you know, just like, oh, Lord, I love you, or everything's wonderful. And, it, and if, But if you read the Bible, especially the Psalms, you know, we pray that, as the religious pray the Psalms every day, a lot of the Psalms begin with David saying, I'll paraphrase here, Lord, I'm in dire straits. He literally unburdens his soul. And it's the frustrations, the angst, the anxiety, the fear. He just lets it, he just gives it all to the Lord. He just, he offers it up as a kind of prayer to just unburden himself. And so I think before we ex- properly examine our hunches, we've got to find that quiet space, but then we've got to unburden ourselves. We have to notice what's holding us back, what's burdening ourselves that we just need to give up to the Lord, right? And, and it could be emotionally, psychologically, uh, physical ailments, whatever it is, we just have to unburden ourselves. We've got to kind of let it go so that we're in a position to receive what the Lord uh, might have for us in terms of insight. So that's the second kind of step. And then the third is just the examine proper. So E, it just means examination. And here's where I think um, there's lots of ways you might kind of organize an examination. I think the most simple one for me is to just do it according to the greatest commandment, loving God and loving others as ourselves. So we have three loves there. The way we love God, 
the way we love ourselves in an authentic way, which is magnified by or found expression in how we are loving others. And so I say, okay, what were my responsibilities for the day? What, what did God give me to do today? How did I love? Were there moments in the day where I loved sacrificially? I loved in a way that had a mindfulness to how could I be helpful here? How could I bring God's grace into this situation? Or was I all about my project, my, this is what I need to do. I got to get her done here. And was I so consumed by that, perhaps I missed something. Or, Lord, here's what I set out to do. And this went so much different than expectation, either for good or for ill. So kind of the, using the standard of how I'm loving, how I'm responding uh, to situations based on what God has given me. So loving God and loving others as we're called to love ourselves. But here, once again, that's kind of my, my daily thing. But if it's a more detailed examination, like you would do before confession, uh, classically, um, you know, using some part of Scripture, classically the Ten Commandments. You know, you go down the commandments and read about loving God, you know, honoring Him in every way, not having other idols. That is, are there aspects of your life that are primary <laughs> and more primary than loving God? Is there a way in which in the, taking God's name in vain? Are we keeping the Sabbath holy, not just the particular day, but do our lives have Sabbath rest in them, right? And then how the seven that have to do with loving others in terms of murder, of faithfulness around our sexuality, a sense of truth-telling, of not stealing, of rightly ordering our possessions, uh, and then coveting and so forth. So anyway, you can kind of go down that list. I myself like to, uh, you know, in different opportunities, actually just get creative on different scriptures to kind of play with the idea of how the Lord is calling us uh, to love in different ways. So, for example, um, the very famous story, the prodigal son, that could be called the, the prodigal father. And as you read that scripture, there's all sorts of, you can kind of look at the story from the, 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 the prodigal, you can look at the story from the father, you can look at the story from the older son, and just ask questions based on the story itself and use that as a kind of examination. Or the other one that I'll often use is 1 Corinthians 13, where Paul says, love is patient, love is kind, and just work through each one of those beautiful but challenging descriptions that St. Paul has and say, have I been patient today? Have I been yeah, patient you had myself? me at love is patient, <laughs> Father. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, no, I love it. I love it. The, the S is then supplication, based on how we kind of um, oh. notice patterns. Because what you'll do is you'll, you'll notice as, as you, whatever examination of conscience you do, hopefully as you do this consistently, you'll see patterns in your life where you say, okay, here's where I know I've failed. Here's, here's the way that I know I'm easily tricked up. We mentioned patience just a minute ago. I am called impatient. So now it's the S. This is where supplication comes in, where we supplicate. We ask God, just a fancy way for my, an acronym to work, but it's where we ask God, Lord, I am not patient, or I'm struggling with patience. Give me the opportunity I need to be patient. Give me those aspects in which I need to take a deep breath, and I need to extend the kind of generosity that you extend with me, Lord. I know that, especially when it comes to confession, you're forgiving me. Help me to receive that mercy, receive that forgiveness, and now extend it to someone else, right? So it's that moment of supplication where we say, okay, Lord, I know this is the way I fail, (laughs) I can't do it on my own, but now in asking for the blessing, I'm promising or I'm intending not just to receive that blessing, but to share that blessing in terms of the gift you're going to give me. So that's the supplication part. After you've examined, you're going to be filled with like, okay, here's, here's the usual stuff. And then finally, we always end with Thanksgiving, 
We ask we just thank the Lord for the ways in which he's been a blessing to us, and certainly it gives us hope. This really helps us, especially when there's discouragement on. <laughs> we hit the usual things to say once again, I know I'll never measure up. I know I'll always be human. I'll always be failure. But, Lord, it's not about me. It's about you in me. Thank you for your your blessing. Thank you that you love me so much. Yeah, let me, let me see if I got it here. So Q is yeah. quiet, so finding that yep. quiet place. U is unburdened, yep. so unburdening ourselves. Mm-hmm from anything that might be blockading us and standing in our way. Three is examination, so the examination Mm -hmm. proper, and oftentimes, as you suggested, with Scripture is a good way to do it. Uh, S is supplication, so sharing the blessing that you're receiving with others. And then T is thanksgiving. Have I got it? You got it. (laughs) All right. Fantastic. Well, that's wonderful. Man, you know, again, uh, just something that will stick with us. And listeners, if you did not get that, we will put it in the show notes for us. Nick will do that for us, as um, he always does such a great job of, of keeping track of the things that we're talking about here on the show and putting them in the show notes, which can be found at relevantradio.com slash inner life. And uh, that's, uh, that's a great place to go anytime you'd like to listen to The Inner Life. 